Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we're going to be talking about it every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline Chili. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. Rolling solo again, and if you guys are wondering and you're not on social media, I'll share why real quick. Uh, Kyle Tucker is currently out of town. I'll read you his tweets on uh, what's going on in his life. He said, FYI, I am mostly out of pocket this week. We are truly, we are at the truly incredible Cleveland Clinic. It's hard to believe there are many places in the world to be healed, hoping for another big step toward getting my girl at Jenny Tuck 21. That's his wife, Jenny, back on track. He later followed up today on Tuesday and said, had a successful procedure today and a groggy Jenny Tucker asked me to thank all of the wonderful strangers for so many prayers and positive vibes. Bless you all. So that is where Kyle is. He is up in Cleveland currently uh, with his wife and talk to him. Uh, hopefully he'll attempt to be back on this podcast at some point this week. And if not, we will continue because I already have a very special guest scheduled for the next edition of the podcast. And I'm working on some other exciting guests as well. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. We are going to continue uh, with the kind of Meet the Guys series that we've been doing with some of the new recruits and uh, working on more of the Beyond the Bio, which we did with Brad White. If you missed the Meet Nate Sestina or Meet Brennan Canada episodes, go check those out. Uh, just scroll down in your podcast feed and check out the Beyond the Bio with Brad White, a UK's new defensive coordinator. Really interesting stuff. Not a ton about this season's Kentucky football, um, but just kind of Brad White and how he got to the point. So enough plugs of all that, and uh, quick shout-out to Jenny Tucker. Hopefully she feels better, and hopefully they get back to Lexington safe and sound very, very soon. So on this edition of the show, I thought we would do kind of like a quick reset on where a lot of the guys are in their NBA decisions, what's been uh, the feedback uh, where they are at this moment, what they're where they're kind of training, and, and those kind of deals. Also, I want to discuss a couple just like uh, news nuggets that happened around UK athletics, and then we'll wrap with some questions. Did a little mini mailbag today, uh, so that's how we'll end this edition of the show. But let's start out with uh, kind of having an idea of where everybody is uh, in these NBA decisions. So obviously, we all know that. Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson, P.J. Washington have declared, hired agents, done signing tours, done T-shirts, all those deals. They are all the way gone. There is no way that they can come back to college and play college sports. Their eligibility is exhausted. They are no longer amateurs and can't play no more. All three of those guys have been invited to the NBA Combine, which is set to start on May 12th, and a little, little twist this year, uh, May 12th and 13th, and then the 14th, I believe as well, part of the 14th, are actually the uh, quote-unquote, let me get the name of it right, the G League Elite Camp, which is a combination of guys who played in the G League over the past couple seasons and uh, college and amateur and guys from Europe as well are also invited to this camp as well. Um, 
that the name of the people on that list came out and you know i was just kind of scrolling through it some of those that are interesting that'll have you remember uh nimhard from florida was invited and miles powell from seton hall was invited to that uh, a lot of college guys that you kind of know were just fringy guys and i think a lot of those guys you know just are going to use this to get feedback and this is a, this is a very uh valuable way to get some information because you know the g league guys are pretty much the same as the NBA eyes in the sense that they are all working in conjunction at this point. No, those guys, a lot of those guys, still have the options to return to school. But when this list came out uh, with the G League Elite Camp, there were no Kentucky players on that list. One, well, I should actually take that back because technically there was a Kentucky player on that list. It was Michael Mulder who was playing in the G League last year, but none of the guys that are still contemplating um, college decisions. Now, speaking of the along those lines, and this is just kind of a weird thing, and if I have missed this, I truly apologize, but I did try to look for a long time in the kind of complete list of who was invited to the NBA uh, draft combine, and it's just really hard to get a complete one. These things kind of leak out. More or less, they come from various sources, sometimes including the players themselves and, and a lot of other entities. Um, but as I, as I said, the three guys... Uh, Hero, Johnson, and Washington are all going to be there. They will not play five-on-five, those guys. They will only um, do the athletic and medical testing and then be interviewed by the NBA team. Now, it has also been reported that E.J. Montgomery has accepted an invitation to the Combine, and he plans on playing on the five-on-five games. Uh, But there is no word at this point about Reed Travis or uh, Nick Richards. I haven't been able to see anything on that. And if if it's out there, I I just missed it. And I I sincerely do apologize. And if I have missed it, I really do hope that you guys find it in your hearts to forgive me. But a lot of, like, interesting things when you read those those, those situations, uh, Reed Travis not getting buddies is obviously slightly disappointing, but probably not super surprising. Um, E.J. Montgomery is in a situation... Where and I don't know the cutoff at this point. Well, it's never officially been a cutoff, but at some point the NBA over the last couple seasons said too many dudes are sitting out on the five on five, and we're not you know you're not being able to field competitive things. So more or less they have they've basically let guys that have a chance to go in the lottery, which Washington, Keldon Johnson, and Tyler Hero all qualify for that category, to not play in the five on five. And then everybody else who is invited, more or less, you have to play in the five and five if you accept this uh, this invitation. So it'll be a really it'll be a really interesting situation to watch EJ Montgomery um, in the next couple weeks from the 14th through the 19th up in up in Chicago, uh, where this goes down to see what he's able to do against you know all these other guys. And I think it'll be very telling on his future. So we'll have more kind of clarity. On those situations in you know just a few weeks, so like a week from today, I guess technically there will be combine action, and I believe all those are being now broadcast on um, ESPN or ESPN um, Plus, so you can see almost as well you can see as much as the workouts as you would like. Um, and speaking of the NBA, uh, real quick note: <laughs> as I'm recording this, it is about to roll over to 11 p.m. here on Tuesday. The Nuggets and the Trailblazers are playing right now, which features Jamal Murray. And the game earlier this afternoon 
featured the Toronto Raptors, and one of the bench players for the Raptors is Jody Meeks. I believe he was signed pretty late in the season. He had a drug suspension early in the year and maybe an injury as well and was kind of floating around, and the Raptors signed him late. He never worked his way into the rotation, which isn't completely surprising considering how much talent the Raptors have, but he made it into the game tonight because (laughs) it was such a blowout and Toronto dominated that game. So even more Kentucky presence in the NBA playoffs, uh, which has been overall a pretty solid, pretty solid NBA uh, postseason for UK players comparatively to what they've kind of <laughs> lacked in some seasons past. So coming up next, I have a couple other notes from. Well, I'm trying to read between the lines on a lot of things and probably stalking t- people too much on social media, uh, and then I'm going to get to those notes from around UK athletics. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about. Skyline Chili. Been telling you about them for a while. They're over on Richmond Road in Lexington. They got the delicious cheese conies. I get mine with onions and mustard. Uh, Skyline's an awesome place. You can go in there and chill out, have a nice meal, have a like quick dinner uh, or a nice relaxing lunch uh, during your work day. If you go inside, they set you up with the awesome oyster crackers. You get a little, little hors d'oeuvre there. I like to put a little hot sauce on mine. And then you can order your cheese conies. You can order the three-way with the chili and the cheese. You can make a four-way, make it a five-way, add the onions and or whatever you want. It's just all uh, so good. Uh, you can also go through their quick drive-through and get them on, get them on your way back from work, and take them home to the fam and have some delicious uh, dinner. And if you're not in Lexington, have no fear. There's skylines up in Northern Kentucky as well. Uh, as I've mentioned, I'm originally from Northern Kentucky, and that's how I got the taste for the cheese coney and the Cincinnati-style chili. Uh, when I go up there, I normally stop at the Dry Ridge location on my way up to my parents. So check out your local skyline. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. So the last couple of things I wanted to mention here was the fact that uh, stalking on social media, I saw that Tyler Hero was training in New York and he was actually on Instagram with Nick Richards. Obviously, Nick Richards is from New York. Well, Bahamas and lived in New York most recently. I believe that's where most of his family is. So he's up there for summer vacation slash working out, I'm sure. Uh, One thing that is kind of interesting, and I don't know why this jogged my memory when I was looking at that social media post, if you recall, and I'm guessing at this point this was two summers ago, Richard's got in not like hot water, he didn't get in trouble, but uh, he was, and this is never, well, this this is kind of putting pieces together. Nothing was ever officially named that Nick Richards was ineligible, but... Uh, UK uh, had to release some records via an open records request to the Courier Journal. And in it, they said that two players were temporarily ineligible because they took part in some workouts with a trainer and did not pay for them. Um, Well, when you go back and look through social media, you find that trainer and he's working out with Nick Richards and Hamadou Diallo. So it's not that... I mean, we know what happened. But anyway, I'm just covering all my bases. Um, I was just kind of rereading that story, and it was kind of, I don't know if it was comical or what, but it was a weird situation because the trainer said that he does not charge amateur athletes, and that was not acceptable to the NCAA. You had to pay back something. You can't just accept something for free. And so basically they they found an average amount (laughs) for different trainings, and they determined that the average training rate was 
$37.75. So one player owed $188.75 and the other owed $302. Uh, when you do those things, if you recall, this has happened a couple of times. Uh, it happened to John Wall uh, when he was at Kentucky. You pay that back to a charity and that's your like restitution is the way it's kind of laid out. And so then you're, then you're cleared. So none of those guys got in substantial trouble and they never missed any games, but it is just kind of funny to see that. And that, that clicked in my mind. The other thing I wanted to mention, I, I, I when we're rolling through who's going, you know, in these workouts, I was unable to find anywhere where Kerry Blackshear, if he is, if he is going to be involved in the NBA draft combine, that, that would be very important to him who we have made clear and he's made clear and his father that he wants to play professionally next year. He's in the transfer portal as a grad transfer, but having his degree, his ultimate goal is to play professional basketball, and if he can get the feedback he wants, that's what he'll do. Uh, so we'll see if he shows up at any of those combines as well. Uh, completing my social media stalking of the U.K. basketball team, uh, Brad Calipari was on Instagram dribbling through some cones in New Jersey, doing some work, putting in some off-season work. So there you go. Um, and finally, to wrap up the whole kind of discussion about guys in the in the um, NBA draft testing waters, uh, May 29th is that last day, which I think a lot of people know. But you know, we're what a little over three weeks away. So while this this time is probably frustrating, and you're just clinging to any kind of information you can, and like me, you're probably searching social media to find any idea of what these guys are going to end up doing. It isn't that far away. There is a light at the end of that tunnel. Of note tonight, Kentucky has offered, Kentucky basketball that is, the top-ranked shooting guard in the 2021 class. His name is Terrence Clark. We will have more information on him uh, when we talk to our special guest on the next edition of the show. I'll just blow it, guys. Okay, sorry, I'm going to quit playing coy. It's uh, Ben Roberts of the Herald Leader. We're going to talk recruiting with him on the next edition of the podcast, so I really look forward to that. So be sure to be subscribing um, so you don't miss that one as soon as it comes out. Another interesting recruiting nugget was the fact that Evan Daniels logged a pick uh, for R.J. Hampton, and it kind of was against the general consensus on him. Uh, Evan said that uh, he thinks that Hampton will go to Kansas, and we, we you know, we well, we really respect Evan on this uh, podcast. And when he logs a pick. Uh, for the crystal ball on the 247 site, it's normally based off some solid information he has. So that is a very interesting thing. Most people kind of were guessing that Hampton was going to end up at Memphis because he wanted to point guard. And th- this could have multiple implications. You know, Kansas's point guard, Dodson, is currently testing the NBA waters. Does that mean that Daniels think that he's gone? I, I mean, there's so many dominoes that are just kind of waiting to fall in college basketball this season. It's exciting but it's also kind of confusing, to be honest. Uh, switching gears to football real quick, uh, Derek Terry, our buddy at the Catsballs, tweeted out today, can confirm quarterback Tommy Stevens made it to Kentucky today. The Penn State grade transfer was has one year to play, still considering UK, Mississippi State, Illinois, and Miami of Ohio. He will visit MSU later this week. That's Derek Terry's tweet. Um, if you think about it, Kentucky honestly is the odd school out of those four. If Stevens, who has one year, wants to play, you would think that he would be able to, I don't know the situations of a Miami of Ohio or Illinois, but I'm just going to blindly guess that there's a good chance that he could earn the starting job at those locations. Now, uh, Kentucky obviously has a quarterback in place, and um, so does Mississippi State. Keontae Thompson is 
the guy that most people think will take over for that job. But if you remember, Mississippi State's coach is Joe Moorhead, who was previously at Penn State. So there is some familiarity there. But, you know, so like I don't, I have no idea how Kentucky factors into this. It's just something that, you know, we mentioned on the podcast uh, yesterday and it is happening. So uh, it happened. Football recruiting is almost as chaotic. Well, actually, football recruiting is more chaotic than basketball recruiting for a lot of reasons. Uh, but now the grade transfer has taken it even on a slightly different level. Uh, quick last note. Shout out to Abby Cheek of UK Softball. She was named the SEC Conference Player of the Year. It is the first time ever a Kentucky player has won in the 22-year 22 22-year history of the program. Cheek was also voted to the first team and made the all-defensive team. So, shout out to her. Coming up next, we will answer your questions. And they're not all about sports. That's the way I like it, though. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Got some awesome questions in the mailbag. I really appreciate everybody tweeting in. Um, they were directed at me, Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H on Twitter, or at Locked On UK. If you, ever, if you ever have any questions, we don't have to have an official mailbag. You can just shoot us a tweet at Locked On UK, and we'd be more than happy to answer whatever we could. Got a tweet from Kevin. He asked, is it true we have a shot at a five-star offensive lineman from Michigan? I believe his last name is Rogers. Wishful thinking, exclamation point. Well, well, Kevin, not only do you have, does Kentucky have a shot, but Steve Wolfong of 247 Sports, one of their top football recruiting guys, actually just logged a pick for Mr. Rogers, Justin Rogers, that is, out of Oak Park, Michigan. He is listed at six foot two and a half inches tall. He weighs about 311 pounds. According to the 247 uh, composite, he is a four star. I think he's a five star by rivals as well. Uh, he is the number one player in Michigan and the number one offensive uh, guard in the country. This is a monster, monster uh, man. Well, kid, uh, however you want to label him at this point. Um, and. For Kentucky to be in the mix for a guy that's in Michigan is really impressive and kind of just shows the recruiting team. So I think this is seems to be legit. If you have national guys picking UK, and you know as we always say with football recruiting, these things change, <laughs> but it's good to be in that situation. Sticking with the football, JHB for UK tweeted, anyone heard anything about Blue Smith, the Ohio wide receiver from the 2018 class, announced he was transferring in late March. Then nothing, no visits or rumored destination. Yeah, I did. I did like as much research on this as I can, and I think the internet was trying to play a joke on me because I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, but apparently there is a male model named Lucky Blue Smith, and his wife or girlfriend—I don't know what she is at this point—but uh, she is also a former Miss America. Uh, she, they just had a child together. So that was like all when I was looking up Blue Smith, I had all these results from like People Magazine and all those kind of deals. But anyway, uh, back to LaChristian Blue Smith, that is his name. Obviously, he was a one time football tar- UK football target. Uh, he eventually signed with Ohio State. He's a four star guy. 
according to the 247 Sports uh, report that I read on their site, which I believe is called um, Buck Nuts. I believe it's bucknuts.com. I better make sure that's right before I... Um, yep, Bucknuts Home. Ohio State, Buckeye football, basketball, and recruiting. So according to this article on bucknuts.com, uh, he was set to transfer, as as JHB said. You know, he announced that in, in sometime in March, and their semester, according to the article, wraps up around April 28th. So it's been, you know, almost a week at this point. But I could not find any other news about where he would be end up going. I think most people understood that he Kentucky might have been his second choice, and it was very, very close. But you haven't heard anything from the UK side. I don't know exactly what that means. And it is just, honestly, it is kind of odd because you would imagine that you would have heard something at this point, um, but we haven't. I did have somebody message me the other day about him and, and randomly threw out, um, they thought that he was going to go to Minnesota. I don't know if that would be accurate, but there is at least one, I mean, well, there, you, JHB, you ask, has anyone heard anything? That's what I've heard. A, a, a DM, someone sent me <laughs> and said that he thinks he's going to end up at Minnesota, but you know, I, I do not know the situation at all. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get some more information on that, but it is kind of a weird situation. Dude had a ton of talent, red-shirted, uh, never actually played for Ohio State, and is now transferring out. Rob asked, he kind of gave us a hypothetical. He said, here's a sweet, pick one player from the 2012 championship team and put them on another Cal team. Who would you put on each year if you also had to drop the start, the starting counterpoint on that team, example, senior Darius Miller to the 0-9 team would replace sophomore Darius Miller, and then you couldn't use the same guy for another year. All right, this is semi-complicated, and we might try to do these. We might do like a whole like series of hypothetical podcasts later this summer. But I do want to. I have. I when I read this, I thought of two immediate teams, and I think both of them um, would be amazing. So, and I needed to do do some research. But the, well, the first one and that I think would be rather amazing would could you guys imagine Anthony Davis with the um, Jamal Murray? We just talked about being awesome in the NBA and Tyler Ulysses team. Wow, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, like. I, I don't the roster construction for that might not be great. Uh, there, you know, there's still some other guys you, you gotta kind of worry about to a certain extent, but that would be a really a heck of a team, um, in my estimation. Um the other one that immediately came to mind, and this is probably just because uh the fact that that West Virginia game is burned in your mind. If you could take Deron Lamb from that title team and drop him on to uh, Calipari's first team with John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson, Demarcus Cousins, and put him at they'd have to run kind of a three guard lineup, which you know Calipari doesn't necessarily love to do, but he would be shoot he would be the shooter they would have needed, and that's the old when talking about hypotheticals, the old if Jody Meeks was on that team, what Kentucky what would have Kentucky done? They I mean they would have not had had a flaw to be honest, it would have been unbelievable. So that's another one. Those are the two that immediately come to my mind, uh, and I think both of those teams 
uh, would have been really, really fun if you would have had that situation. And in all honesty, I just, in my mind, I, I want, like, that first one where I'm dropping Anthony Davis on with Jamal Murray and Tyler Eulis. Because if you guys remember, Tyler Eulis won Defensive Player of the Year that year in the SEC. <laughs> Can you imagine how much havoc he would have just, like, it like caused if he knew he could kind of cheat as much as he wants because he had this ultimate shot eraser in the back line of the defense. Plus, on top of that, Jamal Murray passing to Anthony Davis well, Tyler, and Tyler Ulysses as well. There would have been so many lobs. And that team was was not great. They obviously had weaknesses in the post, and I think Anthony Davis would have would have been able to obviously help with those. So that this was what come to mind. If you have any, any thoughts on those, you can uh, obviously shoot us a tweet or an email however you would like to get in touch with us all right let's move on to the ones that don't really have to do with sports i like these these are always fun jimmy tweeted in and said if kyle tucker could take one character from a children's show that his kids enjoy and blast it into the sun which one would it be kyle obviously not on this edition of the show but jimmy i have an answer and now i don't have the parenting experience. I have no children of my own. But I do have a niece. And I did babysit. I have babysit her multiple times, actually. And I don't want to fire Elmo into the sun. But I wouldn't mind firing some of the songs that he does into the sun and let them burn and never be heard again because la 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 Elmo song. My niece loves it. And once you've heard it for the 14th or 15th time, man, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It is just unbelievably annoying. And she just wants Elmo constantly. Elmo and more Elmo and then Elmo again. And then even more Elmo. The one bright spot is they do have some pop stars on there. And so there's some there's some slight variety in those songs, but in all honesty, you know, there's only a dozen or so maybe that I don't I don't know. I don't have Elmo's full catalog of music, but there's not enough to make them where they're not annoying. And um yeah, I would like to never hear an Elmo tune again, to be honest. So that's the answer to that one. Drew tweeted in and asked, "What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen sparrow?" Um, well, of course, it's 24 miles per hour, or you know, if you if you want to use the metric system, about 11 meters per second. So there you go, Drew. There is your answer. Bob Ballin asks, "Do you have an actual mail bag?" Well, no, we do not have the typical mail bag. However, I do have a bag of mail. Um, well, not all my mail in a bag, but like I have a bag where I put some mail that I get. And then I store it in my office. So I guess technically I have a mail bag, but the show doesn't have a mail bag. And plus, I don't know how exactly I would store tweets in the mail bag. That would have to be like an electronical mail bag. And I don't know if those are out there yet or how I would get a hold of one. If you have any suggestions on how to get a hold of an electronic mailbag, let me know. You can find the show on social media. 
at Locked On UK on Twitter or find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. You can find me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Thanks again for hanging out with me. It's just me and you today. And uh, I think one time when I did one solo, I, I sang, um, oh goodness, what who sings that song? Hold on, I gotta look this up. Bear with me. Because there was a song, Jason Derulo, and he had a tune called Riding Solo, I'm Riding Solo. And when it came, well, actually it was, it came out and then it was it was a popular song because what year did this come out? It came out in 2010, so I would have been in I would have been about uh, it's still in the college area, still living in Lexington, running the college life regardless. Anyway, um, and I remixed it because this was a uh, this was Billy Gillespie time. Well, actually, it wasn't, but I was still following some of Billy Gillespie's recruits because. I mean, what? Uh, I don't know. I was really following this long. Anyway, this is a long, boring story that I wanted to tell you because I used to sing, instead of saying riding solo, I'd be like, Vinny Zolo, Vinny Zolo. And if you know who Vinny Zolo is, then you're a real Kentucky fan. And if you made it to this portion of the podcast, you're a real Locked On Kentucky fan, and I really, really do appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. All those things extremely help in um, spreading the word on this podcast. And the best thing overall you can do is share this podcast with somebody else who would enjoy via social media, via word of mouth, however. Locked on Kentucky, just search it, any podcast player of your choosing. Thanks again to Skyline Chili for sponsoring this edition of the show. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are Locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. But it was announced via the 247 site of Ohio State. I think they're called uh, Bucknuts. I, I, think, I think they're Bucknuts. I believe that's what their site is. Anyway. Um, that he announced that he was going to be transferring around in, in, in late March. Like That's when the announcement came out. The way I understand it is that basically, I just need to start this all over.